Are there any runners in the audience? Uh, who's, who's run five kilometres? Who's ever run five kilometre distance? Yep, quite a few. That's good. Who's done, who's done ten? Ever committed ten, ten kilometres? All right. Now, who's done half marathon? We heard from somebody this morning who's going to aim for the half marathon. Who's, who's run a half marathon? Anybody? I can, who's done a marathon? Well, our, our, next, uh, our next guest this morning has a lot of kilometres under his belt. He competes over distances of 100 kilometres and more. So can you give uh, Clark McClymond a welcome? So he comes up to chat to us. Come on, Clark, you might need to jog. <laughs> Clark, welcome. Cheers. Thanks, Tim. Look, um, anything less than 100 kilometres is a bit of a sprint, isn't it? Oh, it depends how technical the terrain is, I suppose. Oh, that was a sophisticated answer. Well... <laughs> Look, we, we want to find out a bit about your running because it's pretty extraordinary stuff, but just uh, introduce yourself to us. Tell us a bit about uh, yourself, your work, family. Okay. Um, my no well, my name's Clark McClymont. Um, I'm 39. Um, I'm an arborist. Um, I'm married to Tiff, Tiffany, um, and we had a baby daughter last year, uh, Matilda Rose. And that's that's pretty good. That's awesome. Yep. Um, yeah, been going to EV since about I think '97, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. We. Yeah. How long have you been on the Central Coast? I was born on the coast. Yep. All right. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, look. Uh, uh, tell us a bit about the running you do. Okay. Um, well, I used to run a bit when I was at school. Um, I like cross country and stuff like that. I um, wasn't so much a sprinter and stuff like that. Uh, I like the longer distance and, and things like that. So I used to do a bit then, but then I didn't run for years and years and years. I got into surfing. I've always been a surfer, so done a lot of surfing. Um, yep. And then I got back into running probably in my um, late 20s. Um, yeah, I just... My, my fitness was probably... I wanted to... I'd given up a few bad habits, so I got back into running because I, I kind of liked running. I still surfed, but I wanted to run again, so I started... Um, my goal was to do a 10K. -er. I did a 10K -er at Woi Woi. They used to be a 10K at Woi Woi. Did that. Then I thought, oh, I'll do a half marathon. That'd be a big challenge. Did the half. And then I thought, you know, at the top of my bucket list, um, I'll, I'll do a marathon, you know, I'll tick a marathon off. So I did the Sydney Marathon and, um, and then I thought, well, gee, that... This, that was the pretty whole, easy? Well, the, well, the whole... Well, it's, it's funny you say that because the whole stigma with it all is, oh, it's so hard and it's so this, it's... It, but it really is 70% mental, maybe 80% mental and the rest physical. Oh, it's 100% mental for me. Yeah, yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah, you could pretty much go that way. Oh, yeah. I'm not going there. Yeah, you could. So, did the Sydney Marathon, and then I thought, gee, that wasn't that bad. I'll do it next year. Did that. And then um, there was a lot of, you know, hype about six-foot track, uh, a race in the Blue Mountains, 45k bush run. Thought I'll give that a shot. Um, and I think my first one, I come 11th. 
And I just thought, gee, that wasn't, that wasn't hard. That was all right. <laughs> there are 11 people running or what? No, no, there's about 800. <laughs> about 800, 800 yeah, okay. yeah. And, um, and then years later... What did you do for training? A couple of walks or something? Um, I, one of the guys I surfed with um, at the time through Christian Surf is a guy named Damien Wills. His dad, Kevin Wills, um, was, a, was a running coach. So I... Uh, can we turn off our phones, please? Um, uh, and uh, yeah, um, Kevin. You make a good MC. Oh, thank you. So Kevin used to train through the um, all the bush tracks in at McMaster's um, through Bud- Budai National Park there. So I started doing that uh, bush running, and um, I really liked that. I, I'm not so much a fan of pounding the pavement, so to speak. I prefer to be um, in the bush, on hills, um, even on the beach. I like the beach. And, um, yeah. Is that just sort of the setting or the way it affects your, your body or you just prefer um, running through natural yeah. settings? As much as cars are a beautiful thing, um, I don't like running next to them and stuff like that. If, I, I, if I'm lining up for 100 kilometres, a car is a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I can pay that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, nah, but I, I love running through the bush. And, I mean, where we live, the Central Coast, it's such a... It is a beautiful place, you know. Like, I think if, I presume quite a few people here, we've, we've travelled a bit. It's not until you really start to travel you realise how the Central Coast is very special, you know. There's so many beautiful bush tracks and walking tracks on the coast. Most people don't even know half of them, you know, and they're five minutes away, ten minutes away, you know. Yep. So I've always just loved running through the bush. I like nature anyway and... As much as I'm a tree lopper, I don't advocate chopping down trees all the time, but, <laughs> yep. you know, yeah. Yep. Um, so, uh, well, so you, you're saying there that, uh, that you did that six-foot tra- uh, race. That's, that's 42, that, that's 40-odd uh, kilometres, I 45, yeah. Okay, and, yep. and you came 11th in that. Mm-hmm. How long ago is that? Um, that would have been um, probably in the late, gee, I don't know, uh, maybe the late 90s, that one. Okay. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, yep. late 90s. And then, and then I, one year I missed, I, I was sick for the six-foot track. I'd, I'd, I'd just got um, married to Tiff, and so I was about 33 then, and um, I missed the six-foot track. I was, I was crook, and um, so she, as a good wife does, she just says, well, I've entered you into the North Face and and now, just explain to us what the North okay, Face so is. Okay, so obviously some of you may have heard of the brand, the North Face, so they're the main sponsor of this race, and it was the second year it was being held. North Face is a 100-kilometre trail run in the Blue Mountains, and um, that was on two months later than the six-foot. So even for six-foot, even though it's 45 kilometres, I hadn't done a run over 30 kilometres. I, I don't... I don't believe you need to train that distance to run that distance. You can back up multiple days in a row and that'll give you... And then when you rest, you'll have enough in the bank to get you across the line for that distance. So I missed so out on this. You're saying if I run one kilometre for 100 days... Yeah, you, if you ran one kilometre for 100 days every day... Um, and then you worked up the intensity of running that one kilometre. Because believe it or not, um, a, a friend of mine, um, he says the hardest run he's ever done was a one kilometre run. But one kilometre flat knacker is, oh, 
that'll put you in the pain cage. So, <laughs> but if you ran one kilometre for 100 days, you could run, you could run a marathon. You could. That's true. I, I, I believe that. If you yeah. worked up to a severe intensity, that's hard, Yakko, that. We've got to go back to the mental thing, don't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that, yeah okay. Yeah, so, anyway, so the, your wife signed you up yeah, for a 100 so kilometre... She, yeah. yeah, she signed me up for... She likes you? She wanted you to finish? I think so. Right. So she was going to... She crewed for me, which you have a... You know, because the first checkpoint... There are about 25 kilometre intervals between the checkpoints. And um, so I did... I lined up for the North Face down in the Blue Mountains and um, first 100k race and I come fourth, I think, fourth. Yeah. Yeah, so, but, yeah, that was, um, but very, uh, that that was, that yeah, I was in the pain. How long did that take you? Uh, I think that one. Three or four days? No, nah, no, nah, that one was, um, I did that in 11.47, I think, that right. one. So, 11 hours 47. But that was before I started to realise, well, before I was introduced that there's much better shoes than your run-of-the-mill ASICs 2140s or whatever they are. And <laughs> before I realised that you should take um, little gels and salt tablets, the cramps that I was getting at the 75-kilometre mark were out, honestly... What? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> I was just drinking water. That's all I had the whole race. Water. And you have to replenish with better than water, as I know now. So it was a learning curve. I don't know if you're having the same reaction to this that I'm having, but, you know, it's just kind of... People do this. I... Yeah. But that's why I say it's very mental. Like, you could, I could have pulled out at any time, but that's where it, people... That's where they break, you know. They it just. Do you want to say a bit more about that? A bit more about the mental side? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a It is the more I've done of them, the more I realise that um, I think everything we do is um, is very your eyes and the imagery that it tells your brain can, or even your feelings, can just make you want to shut down and stop. You know, it's like. Um, it's like doing, a, say, a, a large gum tree, a 30-metre gum tree. It's really, essentially, it's the same as doing a 10-metre gum tree. It's just that you're a bit higher off the ground, but the principles are still the same. I mean, you run five kilometres or you could... If you come into it with the right mental approach, you can still run 100. Um, it's, it's very mental, it really is. Um, yeah, you have to... Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's a mental thing, you know. Uh, tell us about some of the other events that you've competed in. Okay, um, so when I so when I finished that um, that first hundred k, well, I thought, mate, perhaps this is more my forte in running the the longer, more because it's all through the bush in the national park in the Blue Mountains. So there's a lot of I think there's four and a half thousand meters of elevation in that race. Um, so there's a lot of stairs up Nellie's Glen and Kadumba and stuff like that. There's some... When, when you say that elevation, does that mean you're up and down... Yeah, yeah. ...a total yeah. of four and a half kilometres during yeah. the course of the race? Yeah, okay. so... Yeah. Which is... Um, it sounds a lot, but compared to European races, that's pretty in, insignificant. Yeah, okay. so last... The year before last... Oh, so I'd done a series of 100k races after that. I also got... Um, 
invited into a, a team event uh, with a bunch of other guys. Um, I think it was Andy Lee, Brendan Davies and Mick Donges, who were like the best um, trail runners in Australia. I was quite nervous. I didn't know any of them, I, mm. just through racing. But um, I was just usually looking at the back of them. And um, so, and we were going to race up at, um, in Queensland, they have a Kokoda, Kokoda, um, it's a m- in memorial of Kokoda. It's 96 kilometres through the, um, the hills out the back of Queensland, mm. which is a, a very challenging um, trail race. And it's a team event. So I had to um, train up for these guys. So I really trained my rink off for that one, I tell you. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was unreal. It was awesome, yeah. you know. So it was good to... And we did, I think we did 10 hours 17 for nine ninety six Ks. Yeah. And I think that kind of kicked me off with how to eat properly, feel, like feel my body and run properly. And then I went and did the UTMB Ultra Trail Mont Blanc um, two years in 2012 at around... I went to Chamonix in France and did the marathon there, the Ultra... The year I was there, there was the first two weeks. It was heatwave. It was thirty degrees plus every day in Chamonix, and then the day before the race, it was snowing. Wow. <laughs> so so the the ultra, the hundred and sixty-five kilometer race, got shortened to one ten. 110, right. 110 um, but still, it had six thousand meters of elevation over one hundred and ten, and I, so I when ha- the distance gets shortened, are you going, oh, that's good, or are you Well, thinking, that oh. was going to be my first 100-miler, and that 100-mile that race is considered the hardest in the world. Um, I don't know if anyone's been over to Europe and around Mont Blanc and France and that. The mountains there are... When you, when you say the Blue Mountains, <laughs> they're like sand dunes, really, compared to <laughs> over there. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, they've got serious mountains over there. And then, and not to mention the elevation comes into play then. When you get, so, when you get up to around 2,500 metres, you can, you really feel the, the impact on your lungs. And, and that's where, yeah, people start getting nosebleeds. And if they haven't um, acclimatised properly, they run into all sorts of dramas. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, there was any memorable any, any memorable stories, particularly from your running that you've done. Uh, uh, I've had qu- quite a few different um, failed attempts. Um, uh, one year, there's a local race called the Great North Walk, the GNW, and um, each year I've I've been going in that. I missed last year just due to injury, but. Um, the second year I did it, um, it was a very hot year because it's held in November and it starts at um, Taralba and it goes all through the Great North Walk. You go out through Conjiwoy and it finishes at Yarramalong. Um, that year it got up to about 37 degrees out through Conjiwoy in the middle of the day. It's November's, a, I've always said that, you know, October, November, even early December is, a, I think, the hottest time of the year where we live. But um, it was a scorcher and... I was on track for the record. I had about 40 minutes I'd taken off the record and I got from about um, maybe here to the to the back wall. I could see, I'd come up into the school at Yarramalong and um, I seen my wife, mum and dad, parent-in-laws, they were all there and my body just went, that's it, stop. 
And I don't know, those of you that are old enough might remember the 84 Olympics, I think when the lady was finishing the marathon and her legs went to jelly. That's what, that's what happened. And uh, my dad and another guy, they, they just see my legs drop out from under me and they, I was, um, had an arm under each arm and they kind of walked me across the line. It was, it was literally 30 metres from the finish line. Yeah. And then I was ambo to hospital. Yeah, so... Um, yeah. Actually, I okay. sat there for a while, and then the race organiser said, oh, this is 40 minutes later, mind you, so I'd well and truly recovered, like I was feeling a lot better, and uh, she said, oh, just to validate your time, you better just walk that last section again. The record had gone by five minutes. So, oh, yep. So my re- I, I didn't go down too well then. Um, my, I you do have the record loud. now for that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do have it now, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, that was... Um, I don't think I made many friends with what I said at the end of that race. <laughs> okay. But, um, and then I got taken to hospital. Yeah. <laughs> now, you're not the only runner in the family. Tiffany's a runner too. Yeah, my wife's a runner, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. um, what sort of running has she done? Um, Tiff likes... Um, she loves, like, ma- marathons and stuff like that. Um, she prefer more of a, a road road run and stuff like that um but yeah she she runs she runs just because she loves it i think you know she she just loves that feeling of um i think just maybe the the exercise stuff like that yeah she she really enjoys that where i i enjoy the i enjoy being fit i love that feeling of being um really fit but i also enjoy the competition side of things as well it's probably not too good a thing, but I kind of like that. Yeah, Tiffany had some sort of a road run to hospital, didn't she? Yeah. Is this right? What's the, what's yeah, the story there? Yeah, that was a bit of a... Um, yeah, that was an interesting one. Um, this was last year, last February. I was training for the six-foot track, and I'd uh, done like around the bay. We call it around Brisbane Water. And I said to Tiff, this is in Feb- uh, This was in... No, this was in January, the end of January. So I did this big run around Brisbane Water and I was, I was getting back. I told her before I went, I said, um, oh, if you want, if you... Because during her pregnancy, Tiff stayed very active and she'd still go walking everywhere and walk the dog and she's, she's like a dad. She's, I don't know if some of you might know Murray Braund. Um, he's like a four-times world champion ski paddler. Um, he's got ADD. I took him out on the catamaran yesterday in wild ocean and he's just, he's all over it. But she's like he is, she's ADD, she can't sit still. So anyway, I've done this run, I'm, I'm finishing at Brisbane Water and t- there's, just as I'm finishing, Tiff's walked from Forries to um, the swim centre at Gosford with Kuba, our dog. And um, this is about two weeks before she's due. And um, no, actually it was less because that night she um, gave birth, and it was a week early. That's right. So, yeah. So, water's broke uh-huh. at Erina, and um, she rang the nurse, and, and the nurse said, well, you probably should just come into the hospital then. <laughs> so, she continued to walk from Fountain Plaza. Fountain, how an apt name, but um, she'd gone from Fountain Plaza to um, the swim centre at Gosford, and then I picked her up. We went and got a coffee on the way home, went and then packed a bag, drove into the hospital and we had a baby three hours later. <laughs> so it was a week early and three hour labour. Like, but a lot of people said too, I think because she kept so 
fit and active. I think everything went pretty pretty smooth and yeah, as far as I know. She's aware of ambulances, they're available. She, she was an Ambo, yeah. She oh, used to be an Ambo, yeah. Fine. Yeah. On her first day, she... Um, don't know why she bothered with the yeah, hospital yeah, at I all, really. First day of work as an Ambo, she delivered a baby in a person's car, yeah. Okay. All right. You guys live an interesting life, don't you? Yeah, it's, it's funny, yeah. And uh, Matilda, so what sort of kilometres is she doing now? Well, she's up to 15 k's now. Yeah. Um, no, nah, she, she's great. She's, uh, we just went up to um, Crescent Head for over Christmas and she was, um, it was just great fun, you know. So she's, she's coming up to 12 months then. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. so, yep. Right. Uh, um, Clark, you, you mentioned you're part of church here. I guess we've all got priorities in life. Um, for, some, for some it's sport, uh, some people it's leisure or family or career. Um, running's not your only priority. You're a Christian. Uh, can you tell us how you found out about Jesus and became a Christian? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I grew up in a, in a Catholic household um, and went to Catholic school, um, primary school. So I'd heard a lot of, um, say, biblical stories as a kid. Um, and I suppose, looking back on it, I never really... I don't think I had a problem when I heard all that stuff. Like, it just... Sometimes I think the truth just rings a bell. It, it, sounds, it sounds right. And... Um, but I, I, um, I did have a. I, I, would, I got into Christian surfers on the Central Coast at about thirteen years old, thirteen, and so I met a lot of the guys, and quite a few of them go here now, um, in through that board riders club, and um, I got to hear a lot more about um, the Bible and um, and just hanging out with other Christians. I think. As a little kid, just going to church on Sunday, that, that was about it, you know. It was, I think there was more um, just going, you know, that's what you did. You just went on Sunday and that was it. But um, through Christian Surfers, it, was, it, um, it showed you that you could have fun and still be a Christian. Like, being a Christian didn't mean that um, your life's got to suck now, you know. And um, you should just um, pull your head in and... Um, work 24-7 for the church but you know like you can still be a normal person in society and hanging out with a bunch of I mean the, even the guys I hung out with in Christian surfers some of the pranks and jokes that went down maybe not that Christian but gee it was good for, <laughs> they, they had they were Christian guys though they were solid guys you know and and they did teach me a lot about um, the Bible and there's friendships there that um that are as strong today as they were then, you know. Like one of the guys was my best man at my wedding. The other one was the MC, you know, and, and they're the guys that I still go away with now. And, I mean, at the time I thought they were the same age as my parents, you know, because I was only 13 and they were like the, um, the elders of Christian surfers. They were running the show. But they're only, um, well, they're, well, they're mid-50s now, these guys, so um, yep. early to mid-50s, but they're just great. They've been, they have been a major influence on my life, you know, and, and through church, you know, we've, we've all kind of hung out over the years and we have our ups and downs, our arguments and bickering, but at the end of the day, we're all Christians and we all, um, it's a, you know, we forgive each other for that kind of stuff too, and, but we're, we're all, we all look after each other too. And I'd have to say, like, 
Yeah, that they I, I would you know I kind of classify these guys as family too, you know, and their wives, you know, it's they've been a big influence on my life. Uh, you mentioned you've had an injury over the past year, and you're saying that's been frustrating, but it's also been good. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, um, I've had a, um, a quite a, a bad Achilles, uh, right Achilles, for about um, probably five or six years. Um, it, it's just been one of those niggling injuries, but it kind of it got. It's just been getting progressively worse, and um, yeah. So last year, um, in October last year, I got a, I had an operation where um, I had dead fibres in the Achilles. So there's a fibre cluster. It's like rope, and the centre fibres were, were had had um, perished. So there was just under a centimetre of them. So they had to just cut the back of my heel open debride the fibres, scrape the dead ones out and then clean around the outside of the tendon, the sheath, the peritonus and put it back together. Um, so there was no snappage or anything but... Um, and you're saying that's been kind of frustrating It's been very frustrating, yeah. Um, well, it got infected too and that was my fault. Um, so I ended up back in hospital on a drip for a week. But yeah, I, I had... Um, it's been frustrating because it stopped me from running but... I kind of did um, over the past few years, just because my running, just I kept, um, I was getting decent results and stuff like that. But it was it was really starting to consume me, I think. And I and I could see that myself. Um, and I I did pray um, early in the year last year. I just remember praying. Um, you know, that I would just um, be able to keep... ..that the Lord would just um, keep everything in focus for me, you know... ..and um, and discipline me where I needed discipline. And um, I, I'm, I'm not a super um, spiritual person... Um, ..but I do believe that God um, disciplines us in ways... ..and will take things away from us to bring him closer to him. And... Um, I, I think my Achilles dramas has um, it's taken the um, it's made me realise that um, it's not all about it's not all about you know physical um, you know physical condition is of is of some value but that's about it you know godliness is is far more important you know mm. Got our our relationship with our father is what is um is what is going to be lasting and sustaining forever you know my my physical body is it's it's perishing you know so it's it has been a a big wake-up call it's put things into perspective and it's probably really good that I couldn't run at all last year with um, Matilda so it's been good to have because it takes a lot of time training too um so it's been it's meant a lot more family time um and just um, concentrating on getting back into the word and, um, yeah. When you say the word, what do you mean? Oh, like reading my Bible and the stuff Bible, like right. that, you yeah. know, like, and, some t- and just getting to church too on a regular basis. Um, not that that's everything, but I think it's important. It's, it's our family too. It's, it's mm. how we, um, we get nourished as well at church. And, um, I mean, at the end of the day, it is, it's the people we're going to be hanging out with for eternity, so... Might as well start hanging out with them now. <laughs> you have to. Look, we've got time for a couple of questions. If anybody's interested to um, put a question to Clark, 
Clark, if anybody was interested in actually getting into to running, uh, distance running like this, have you got any simple tips that you'd suggest? Uh, yeah, um, I think just uh, keep, it, keep it simple. You don't need to... I was never a big one for... And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but I was never a big one for joint thinking, all right, if I'm going to be a runner, I better join a club and get all the gear. And mate, running's cheap. It's 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 probably the I don't know an exercise which is as free and cheap as running. You can go down to the local beach, maybe pick low tide, um, pair of board shorts, t-shirt, and run from Terrigal to Wombrel if you want, or halfway up the beach and back. It's just, you're, even on the hottest of days, you've got the nor'easter there. On the beach, it's probably only 25 degrees, where at Erina Fair, or Erina here, it's 30. So you can just go for a simple run. It's, it's, it's cheap and it's easy, you know. It's good fun. And you yeah. can up the level if you want or back it off. Yep. If you don't feel like running, don't run. Anybody got it? Yeah, up the back corner. Thanks, Clark. That was really interesting and lots of fun hearing your story. I've got a question about mental toughness. Um, you've developed an amazing mental toughness to be able to run that far. I'm just curious, how did you do that? Where's that come from? Um, Ian Jones and I were speaking about this before. I th I'll give you the stupid question first. It plays to be a bit stupid. And I'm probably there. Um, <laughs> no, I think the mental toughness, um, it's, it's just, it's blocking out the pain, I think, you know. Your body says, no, I can't go anymore. And you have to, and, and you, it, I think um, maybe through the media or movies you would have heard, they say it's called hitting the wall, you know. Like in a marathon, they say, oh, you hit the wall at about 32 kilometres. Um, on a 100k race, you'll hit the wall multiple times, but you have to just push through it, you know. Um, it's all of it. You get to it and you've got to climb over that barrier. If we gave up in life at every time the going gets tough, you'd just stay at home and watch TV, really. Um, because in anything, you know, the going, the going gets tough, you know, in our daily work... Um, yeah, all the time. So it's the same with running. I mean, it's very, very mental. You, your legs are going to be sore. I mean, people say, oh, my legs are so sore, I had to stop. What, did you not think they were going to get sore? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get sore. <laughs> so you've got to realise that. And, and after you've done your first, worst one, you'll, yeah, you, can, you can then go on to mentally... You've already prepared yourself, you know. You, you come to that point and it's like, yeah, just push through, bang, move on to the next one. And, um, but on, on a race like, say, a 100k race, I wouldn't just... I don't start and think, OK, oh, 99k's, 98 to go. Um, I'll look at each, each checkpoint, say, 20k checkpoint, OK, I've got 20k's to run. Run my 20. Oh, I've got 15 now, so I'll run 15. So I'll split it up into sections, yeah. And before you know it... You're there. Clark, I might get you just to finish with um, one thing. We talked about tips for running. Uh, if a person was interested in checking out Jesus, what tips would you give them to, of how to do that? Um, tips for checking out Jesus? I, I think... Um, I, I really think... To, to have a serious go at it, 
because, I mean, you can be influenced by people and, and, and reading material and, and the media or looking up online or whatever. I, I think tips for checking out Jesus and the claims of Jesus and the claims of the Bible, open the Bible yourself, read it, like go to a gospel, start with one of the first four, Matthew, Mark, Luke or John, read a gospel... You don't need to be qualified to say a prayer. Lord, I just pray that um, as I read this, if you could, if you're fair dinkum, if you're real, I just pray that you'd reveal yourself to me as I read the scriptures. And um, you just need to read a little bit by little bit each day. If you hit the wall at chapter four, you just got to push through. Play our through. Yeah. And, and, and then you can read that and, um, yeah, and you, and you, can, you can look up the... Um, the credentials of the Bible. I mean, it's it's quite amazing, you know. It, the fact it, it's it is a factual book. It's not like other books that have been written, you know. It, it's it's historical. There's a lot of historical facts there. So, yeah. to me, that's I'd be only lying to myself now if I if I turned away, and I don't think I could. I've well, I think once you've been a part of it for so long. Um, it, it just rings it rings truth in me um yeah i'd be just cheating god and and ripping myself off and my family to say all right when we're, we're not going to go down this road anymore i think god's revealed himself to me in such a way that um it's undeniable it's a yeah undeniable truth yeah well, Clark, it's been great to hear about your running, great to hear about your priorities in your life. And uh, so can you give Clark a, thank, a round of applause for being with us? Thank you.